Hi guys and welcome back to another episode of the Creative Shuffle with me your host Heidi Odongo and Yadal Golda. And today we are having a special guest. He's a lecturer here at ADMI and we're going to let him introduce himself. You're welcome. Uh, thank you. Uh, so my name is Brian Omolo. I'm an illustrator, a digital artist, and I teach a number of subjects in the graphic design department. Okay. Yeah. So um, we Describe to us your creative process. Uh, well, it starts with usually there's like a brainstorm stage. Like a lot of the work that I do mostly is for clients. Um, you'll find there's a certain type of problem they're trying to solve, or there's a campaign they have, or there's a product they're trying to sell, or they want content. So uh, if they've not given a brief, we can have an initial meeting. And then that meeting is when us creatives create what you call a brief. Mm -hmm. So it's like, this is what you're trying to go, this is the reason why you're doing this job, this is what you're trying to accomplish, this is the target audience, mm -hmm. this is the goals. You know, sometimes they have preferences in terms of color, style, all those kind of stuff. And then once we've figured that out, then now I go through the whole, you research, you put your ideas down, um, sketch, like I get to a point where I sketch on paper, then I ink it, then I bring it to the computer, add colors and layers and stuff like that, and then it's put together into the finished thing. Yeah. That, that really sounds really interesting. So yeah. how would you rate yourself as a graphic designer? Like percent? Percent or, or out of? Yeah, whichever. Um, I mean, it's hard to say. I mean, every, I think I'm good. I, I like I'm confident in my ability, mm -hmm. uh, but I guess it depends also on whether they say beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Sure. It just depends on what that client wants. Do they feel like my style will fit with them? Mm -hmm. I look at it as have I been honest? Have I been myself or have I put a bit of me into the work that I'm doing? Mm. And if you're okay with you, um, it doesn't matter if like people like it or not like it. But I do feel like I'm relatively confident in what I can do, yeah. Okay, so let's make this easier. On a scale of 1 to 10, where do you ten. think you are? Uh, <laughs> where do you think you are? I'd like to say... Of course, my confidence might think 10, but I don't want to say 10 because that means I have no room to grow. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, it's hard for me even to pick a number, to be honest. Because there's areas where I feel I'm strong, but even those areas I think I'm strong, mm -hmm. you spend a bit of time online, you realize, eh, hey, that guy's also still good. Mm -hmm. What I think is there's a unique thing I bring that no one else can bring. No one can, like, no one can host a show that you guys are hosting this show right now. Yes. So I am 100% excellent at being Brian. <laughs> right. That makes a lot of sense. Yes, yeah. it does. And yeah. so, like, where do you get your inspiration from? Or what mm. is it that inspires you to keep going and doing what you're doing? Um, I think the journey, it's been a good journey. It's been ups and downs, mm. but it's always just been growing and getting better. And it's opened up more doors. And I still have a passion and I enjoy what I do. I enjoy the outcome. Sometimes the process in between, there are times when you try things, they don't work <coughs> out. But eventually you get to a place where you're happy with the work you've done. Mm -hmm. You're happy, the, the, the client is happy with the work. And then more opportunities come. So the journey is just, I think, what has inspired me the most. Like the way, 
it just feels like the story just keeps unfolding and more interesting surprising things come out of it mm -hmm. um, so I'm always just curious that okay next time what else will it be so that's that's I think more than anything and also your, your people around you the people you care about the people you spend time with your culture you know also being authentically African or Nairobian just um, celebrating what makes you you that's also something I really like to put that inspires I always inspired to put a bit of me and everything that's made me mm -hmm. into the work <coughs> to celebrate where I'm from yeah okay um, so you've mentioned several stuff at the beginning you said mm. you're an illustrator graphic designer lecturer so how do you basically deal with tight deadlines <sighs> it's tough <laughs> you you kind of I think the most important thing is at the beginning, uh, especially if I'm dealing with clients, like I need to be clear on what they need, when they need it by. And if I feel like this situation I can't handle, then sometimes I, I'm upfront to them that I know you want this thing in a few days, but I need <coughs> like a month or I need two weeks. Mm. But once you clear on that, you just kind of have to plan your time accordingly. I don't get it right all the time. There are definitely people who will watch this and know I've, I've been late a few times, but it just comes down to planning from the beginning, like know how much time you need at the beginning. And then with more practice, you become more clear on your process. Yeah. You know, yeah, so those are the things that help me. Okay. Yeah. Um, so you being a lecturer and a freelancer, like mm. how do you get to balance the two? Uh, it, it also gets hectic. But yeah, it's like kind of like your previous question. You have to, yeah. you have to balance. Like you have to manage your time, know how much time it will take to do this or that. Um, but for me, I think they both feed each other in a way. It's like there are times when I'm working on my art and working on my design and clients. Then there's a time when ah, that becomes too much, yeah. and you want to now teach. And then there are times when also students become too much, then you come back to the art. Like the two, they both fuel each other. And there's stuff that you learn from your real career that when you bring it to class, you can see these guys are like, yeah, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So they both like live. I liked that idea of um, having two places to, to draw from, not just like one. Yeah. Okay. Um, so let's say if you weren't a graphic designer, it will, like whatever inspired you to be a graphic designer or at whatever stage you became a graphic designer if mm. you weren't that what else would you have been or what would you have loved to do I've seen people being asked this question and I'm always like hey what did I say <laughs> uh, um, I think I would have still wanted to be in the creative industry in some way or form if not that then something where you deal with people like like counseling or or these guys who do career counseling probably probably something like that yeah, that's the only thing i can i can think of because <coughs> most people who okay maybe not all but most people who end up becoming artists like you can't even imagine doing anything else because it's, it's something i've been doing since even when i was a kid before i even knew that oh one day there'll be Adobe Illustrator or these things or iPads or so it's been the only thing for a long time uh, okay. so I, I really can't imagine but it, it, it would have been nice something where you have to listen to people and advise them yeah. I think maybe that's something else so I could have 
been able to do. Okay. So what what exactly would you say your end goal is or what your end goal would be? Um end goal, end goal, end goal. I think to just continue doing work that I feel is in line with my purpose, like work that just kind of has good positive impact, um, work that celebrates where I'm from, you know, stuff that's distinctly African, but African in a way that I've experienced Africa. Not everyone experiences the same Africa. And I think we just have so many stories that I'm excited to talk about. So um, just, yeah, do more, do more projects, do more work and uh, hopefully leave a legacy like that. Okay. Mm. So um, I, I get it like there are lots of people out there who would very much love to join the creative industry, but they probably know, they don't know where to start from or maybe they're discouraged. I don't know. So what did you particularly say to them? Um, I think, okay, number one, is it your gift? Like, have you discovered that this thing is actually your talent? If it's your talent, then you definitely should invest in it. Just put in time, and it's really the best time ever to decide to come into the industry because the knowledge is available freely online. Yeah. And there's even more quality knowledge um, on websites that maybe will charge you as little as 1,000 shillings a month. You know, um, so... There's more, there's so many areas in which you can grow your skill or whatever, but I always feel um, first you have to identify, is it really your purpose or is it just something you like? You saw someone do it yeah. and then you're like, I want to do that without really knowing whether this is something that you're gifted at or something that you're, you're passionate about. Yeah. So first identify if it's really, and, and that can also come from, from trying it out and seeing how, how that goes. But I think a lot of people are actually good, they're actually talented, and then sometimes they just feel, ah, there's already someone else who's doing it, they're already better. True. But there's just so many avenues um, that you can have a career. I don't, you don't have to be the most successful artist in the world for you to have a happy, fulfilling career. You can have you, your clients, just in this part of the world and that's enough to pay your bills and for you to have the life that you're happy with. And, and there are also those who could blow up somewhere else. Like there's, the, the pie is big. It's a big pie. There's enough for, okay, sometimes it's not enough, but there's, there's enough for everyone to, <laughs> to, to have something. So you just owe it to yourself to just try and, and not compare yourself to people. Just compare yourself to a version of yourself from back in the day. And I do empathize with people who are starting today because there's just so many ways for you to compare yourselves now. You know, like connectivity, social media, digital has brought good things and it's also brought bad things. Yeah. Like the good thing is um, there's, you can connect with people wherever. You can make a market wherever. Yesterday I was listening to a talk where I think, I don't know if, I don't know if it's Africa or Kenya. The guy, there's a guy who has a YouTube channel where he talks about jiggers like how to deal with it. And that's like the most successful YouTube channel in Kenya or something like that. Who would have thought that? At your channel talking about something like that, you know? So it just goes to show you how there's such a wide audience of so many things that you really don't know if I create my thing, how it will resonate with people and stuff like that. So you owe it yourself to just try and see how it goes. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. So according to you doing illustrations, sometimes do you do you just like draw things out of your imagination? Or is it because you've been inspired by something that's why you put it down? It's like a mixture of both. Mm-hmm. Like it could be a certain topic that I'm thinking about or a certain message I'm trying to bring out. So sometimes I'll be inspired by something I see in real life. Mm-hmm. But then there are times when I'll add in maybe some abstract surrealist shapes. I really love like abstract surrealism. Uh, I don't want to just draw something as it is. I want to also add something from from like my imagination or sometimes it's a mix of many, many different things I've seen. Mm-hmm. And I think your gift as a creative is how to take all these different inspirations and mix them into something new. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that um that's that's what I that's what I love to do. I don't think um because when I hear you ask that question I remember a time when I used to think people just sit and there's a blank paper and they just start just drawing do. a masterpiece. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, and I used to be like, hey me I can't do that. So I don't know if I can be an artist. Mm. But now with time I've come to see people look at reference, people study, people look at stuff and then they build their sketches over time. Like mm-hmm. what I was seeing was a finished product. But I've not seen the years and years in trial and error mm-hmm. that got to that finished process. So once I was removed for the cut-in and I saw, ah, Kumbi, there was all these mm-hmm. failures before the success, it made me see, ah, okay. Mm-hmm. So then it's just, I need talent and I need to be ready to work. So, so it's a step-by-step process. Yeah, yeah. It made me feel, ah, then it, it's possible. It's not, it's not magic the way I thought. It's just abracadabra. <laughs> it's a method to the madness. Okay. Yeah. And um, so ADMI has had a few exhibitions and mm. we know you are part of it. So tell us about these exhibitions. Yeah. So the exhibitions are mainly, um, it's an opportunity for them to showcase their best work, mm-hmm. especially now when you're going towards finishing. Because there's a number of things that happen when you finish a course. One, the obvious one is you're looking for the next opportunity, mm-hmm. whether it's a job, clients, or things like that. But another more important thing is you've just finished a very big you know, stage of your life. You should celebrate that. You should showcase and feel that feeling of accomplishment mm-hmm. that I've finished. Like if you guys were in the film class, you guys finished a short film. You know, if you guys were in the graphic design class, you know, you've finished logos, artworks, animation guys have worked on on something. So you should have a day just for you guys, for you guys to be celebrated and also for your friends and family to come and see what you're doing. Because you know, sometimes you're going to school, your family is busy doing other things, they never really get to see exactly what it is you're doing. Mm-hmm. And uh, not, well it's the case for most of us, many of us when we were starting, or when we're going into our careers, you know, sometimes your parents didn't quite understand. So when you yeah. tell them these dreams of, oh, I want to do this, I want to do this, they're like, what? And they make sense. Like, I don't know, they're then nervous. They to be something more serious than that. Yeah, they're nervous for you because they can't see it. Mm. They, they, you, you can see it. You know, creative people, we have visual imagination, we see it. Yes. So sometimes you need to show them. When they'll come for that show and then they see your work, and then they see how people are reacting to your work, and they see that, that is kind of what... That's how I got my parents to sort of calm down over time. Mm-hmm. And then they, they trust, they like, they even now they're like, okay, you, you know what you're doing. Us will just cheer you on from behind, yeah. At least that's good because you, you know, mm. you have somebody who mm-hmm. at least appreciates your career. Yeah. And they support you in every way. Yeah, yeah, yeah but it takes steps. Mm-hmm. 
to get to that point because my parents have always been very supportive like even the schools they chose for me because they saw when I was a kid I used to pause Tom and Jerry or different cartoons on Club Kiboko mm -hmm. you pause you draw then your folks notice hey this guy he has you know so you can imagine my whole life they chose certain schools where they knew even by the time I went to secondary school they moved me to British system because mm -hmm. they felt the more emphasis on creativity which it did, like art from like form one mm -hmm. was super fun, yani. like that's when I started feeling like, hey, now I'm learning and I'm building myself as an artist. Mm -hmm. But imagine even for them, when now I was finishing university and I'm coming back to Kenya, there was a little bit of fear like, hey, you get the choices you're making. See, just be a boss, at, say, start your own studio or they just go to some big ad agency, they probably make you creative. Day. Like mm -hmm. the decision I was making was a little bit nerve wracking for them because they've not had that same, you know, you've gone and your mind is built, you've seen, they've been inspired. Mm. So this can just be that little thing for you to show this is what I've been up to. This is the possibilities that it's capable of. And it has a transformative experience. Like they, like you kind of have to um, introduce them to this life that you're trying to build for yourself. Yeah. Okay. So mm. um, that, would that basically also contributes to sort of the inspiration behind the exhibition of that sort or? Um, so with the exhibition, usually I try to, I try to let the students decide like what, what kind of theme do you guys want? They're the ones who even choose the name. Uh, so it's something that happens at the end of every term. But since we've had lockdown, we've never really had, the last time we had an exhibition was last year, January. Yeah. Yeah, so, so it's been unfortunate we've not had a chance to do one, but now we're getting a chance to do it uh, virtually. Um, but it's really more of them deciding what they want to showcase, what they feel their best work is. And sometimes that could be stuff they've done in school, sometimes it's stuff they've done on their own, just random experiments, or it could be stuff they've done for clients. Um, it could be a whole number of, number of things. Yeah. So. so Mm. Sorry to cut you, but yeah. like, is it, um, for example, if a class is having maybe 20 or more than 20 people, so do they like all get to exhibit their work or it's a certain number of people? Um, they all have, uh, okay, I'll be honest, they're all open to take part. But not all of them choose to take part. I've never understood why. <laughs> <laughs> They're all invited. If there is space, you can come take part. But you'll find out of those 20, maybe eight wow. will actually submit and take part. The others, I don't know. Is it what because happens. they don't like trust themselves creatively? It could or? be so many things. It could be imposter syndrome. Or it could be they're just done with school now. They're not motivated to do anything to do school anymore. Uh -huh. They want to move on to the next stage. Mm. Or it could be... They, maybe they're thinking this show is just for graphic designers, mm. me as a filmmaker, or maybe I'm the guy who handles sound and the boom. What work will I have to showcase in an exhibition? But you see, you can still bring photos of yourself from set, or you can still show us the movies or the videos or the interviews that you worked in, and then you'll say, I was the sound technician for that. And then when people come to that show, they listen to the sound in that video and they'll know this is a guy I need to hire. Mm -hmm. you, know, you never know who's going to come or who's going to see that thing and then need you, you know. Mm. Like you're just trying, just trying this, this is 
to try and bridge you to that person who needs your skill. Yeah, trying to create that experience so that you show them your best, your best stuff. Yeah. Okay. And mm. um, how was like? How did you th uh, think about the first time you started these exhibitions? Like, what mm. was what was your goal? Um, was it to help your students to be able to be recognized by other people, or were you also still giving them a chance to showcase their work? Um, I think, well, when, you know, okay, when it comes to things like teaching, mm. you always want to give people experiences that you think would help transform them in a very positive way. Mm -hmm. And in my life, I've had good education, <laughs> like amazing education, and I've also had very bad experiences with mm. education. Mm -hmm. You know, so when I hear people saying, ah, me, I don't care about school, school is not for me. I can understand where they're coming from. But in my heart, I'm always like, hey, I'm so grateful. Me, I had fantastic, like, I've had educational experiences that I'm just like, hey, I, like, I'm so grateful to have had those things. And one of those things were definitely exhibitions. There's no school I've gone, there's no creative school I've gone to where you just finish your course and go. We always showcased our work and it always just felt really nice. Mm. And sometimes that's how you get that confidence of I'm afraid, I don't think this can work, to now you're thinking, ah, okay, now I, I really believe this is possible. And uh, the school also used to have a, a principal back in the day uh, by the name of Lisette. And I remember she used to push each of us, especially the co-faculty, mm -hmm. like you guys need to have like one project each of you do that can really help the school. So when I was thinking, I was like, ah, definitely, exhibition, that's the one I want to push. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. Tell us your best exhibition experience, whether it's been here in school or out of school. For and me, where my was work? it? Yes. Uh, twenty sixteen. There've been there've been a few. Mm -hmm. um, but I think my best was twenty sixteen. Um, uh, the art space uh, mm -hmm. had opened. Uh, it opened in 2015, so I got to showcase one artwork at the opening. Mm -hmm. But in 2016, they did a show where it featured just digital artists, you know. Mm. And um, I remember um, my friend who owns the gallery, um, uh, she's been a client and a friend, mm. was like, I want you to be part of this um, exhibition. It's going to be you and then other talented guys, people like Barbara Muriungi, those um, Musa Omosi. Like if you've seen some graphics for Blackets and Wine, Musa. Musa is also another extremely talented guy. So mm -hmm. just the fact that I'm being told I'll be part of these guys, I'm like, yes, I'm inside. You know? Or may make it. Yeah, yeah, so it was really, it was dope because I felt uh, finally a space that, like a, a chance for people to see by the these digital artists and this is kind of stuff they do. Mm. Yeah. The lead up to it was very, I know I gave the, you know, like in professional galleries, we have what we call curators and curators are the ones who sort of organize how the show will be. They kind of give you guys a theme and they help you guys develop it and write stories about it. The artist is meant to just create the work and bring. Mm -hmm. But a curator guides the artist in terms of, think of it like a producer to an artist. The artist is making music, but the producer is helping you make the sound good. 
So curators do that. Mm. So me, I know I stressed the curator for that at special <laughs> because, uh, okay, there's a time when you have to give them like, uh, like your sketches and your proposal of the ideas you have. Mm. I did that quite early. Um, they liked it. They were okay with it. But now as the day for the show is coming closer, when you're supposed to have finished, finished your work and done, they're still, I'm still juggling with other freelance staff. And there's a certain project I had which was going to have me travel to Germany for a week. So I'm thinking, ah, I'll balance all these things. But before I know it, that date, like the, the date for the exhibition is coming. Mm. And then I'm also going to travel for a week. And this is now like two weeks before the exhibition. So two weeks before the exhibition, I have the ideas, but I've not started anything. And to make things worse, I'm about to travel away for a week and it's work. I'm going to go there and work. Mm. So I don't have time to do the work. So I called, I called Don, he's the curator for that show. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, hey, Don, where are you? Are you at that space? And uh, he's like, oh, no, not yet, but I'm on the way there. Like, yeah, do you need anything? I was like, hey, let me come see you there. Because this one has to be a man-to-man -man conversation. <laughs> <laughs> you really needed yeah. that. Because <laughs> then I'm just thinking, I, like, I, I don't, like, what, what can I do? It's just, time has gone. Mm -hmm. I really don't know what else I can do. So I'm like, let me just lay the cards out plain. Mm -hmm. I'll let him know. So I get there, then I'm telling him, um, I know the show opens in two weeks. Uh, like I still have the ideas, I still want to be part of the show. But you just know as of now, I've not started anything. So I'm sure like, that was very pressuring. Yeah, so me I was just like, okay, but in my mind I was also, I've always had this thing of, it's gonna go there, it's gonna go. You know, there are some people who get stressed and the stress drives them to work and be very organized ahead of time and then the other other guys who are just like it's gonna go there it's gonna go and then in, they, they don't let the like you can put a gun on their head and they still just become <laughs> working <laughs> i've always had that i've always had that and i don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing i don't think so i've told him thing. i've told him like the show is in two weeks i really want to be part of it i still you've seen my ideas but I just know as of now i've not started anything and on top of that i'm flying out tonight uh, for a project in Germany, and I'm gonna be, gonna be there for a week. I won't even be able to work when I'm there, mm. you know. So I just thought I'd let you know, and whatever you guys decide, I'm okay with it. But just I still want to be part of it, and yeah. Mm. So he, you can just see the color just drain from his face. He's like, eh. <laughs> but he goes away, and it, so he just tells me, anyway, I'll we'll discuss with the team, mm. and I'll get back to you, like what we've decided. So, so in my head, I'm like, ah, if they cancel, it's fine it's their show it's an important thing for that gallery especially that time um, but a few days later they email me they say yeah we discussed and we felt we'll still give you a chance mm. yeah you just try and finish as fast as you can they go germany uh, good experience but a lot of work definitely had no chance to work on anything in germany mm. come back to kenya there's like a day of jet lag and then i just started working and then there's that whole craziness of bringing stuff last minute to the gallery, but it opened so well. The way they conducted that show was just done so well. Mm. We even had another day after the opening to just sit and like different people who appreciated the work to come and sit and ask questions to the artist. Mm -hmm. So it made me see the transformative experience, like an exhibition and artists getting to to showcase their work. So there's the opening night. Usually opening night is just fun and pictures and People just excited to see the work the first day. It's more of a social thing. Mm -hmm. But when they had that other sit-down day, where now 
we get to see it. Like fans, people come, the audience comes, and now we get to see it, and the artists are there, and there's like a Q&A. Like those, those things, like I, I feel I, they treated me the best I've ever been treated. I was very happy. Okay. Yeah, it's a long, a long answer to the question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this was worth it. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, to our final question, mm. um, do you think this Zuri exhibition benefits the students mm. of ADMI? Yeah, in a big way, mm. because um, number one, I always feel like we try to make careers a straight line, like. I'll study graphic design, mm. then I'll become a graphic designer. Then I'll save, 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 you know, pay a mortgage or buy a house. Then mm. I'll, you know, I'll go from designer, senior designer, a director, you know, own a studio or become the manager, you know. But sometimes creative careers don't always follow that linear path, you know. And some of you, you're creatives, yes, but you not be the creatives who one day will get hired. Some of your optimal path would be to go out there and figure it out on your own. You'd be chattering new paths. Mm. You know? Like no one could have given certain people like a script for your life would need to go like this. So I feel exhibitions are very important because may want people to see you for what your work is right now. And then now you need to make the decision of connecting with the people who you think are gonna help my career progress in the way that I want it, in the way that's best for it, you know. Because mm -hmm. well, you could be talented, but you're not talented for, like me, I knew, um, I'm not the kind of creative who would want to go agency. Just because the nature of the way I work, um, that environment will not be optimum for me to express myself the way I want. And, mm -hmm. and that's the same thing I've seen with some students. Their students are very good at film, but their skill is more like give them short films. Give give this guy a budget, he'll go shoot an amazing short film. Mm. And then that short film one day will turn into a feature film and then that will turn into you know something that goes out to the big screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But mm. if you just wait to get hired, you may not get that chance later on to showcase these new crazy different ideas that you have. You no. Know? And I always feel like schools are usually the birthplace of amazing innovation. Yes. Like there's so many research papers where you say, they say, oh, the University of Sunderland did a study and they discovered which antibiotic reacts differently with what, you know. So I'm always like, hey, <laughs> people in university discovered this. <laughs> so I'm like, how, when me when I was in university, I couldn't even, like I was struggling to figure out how to use M-Pesa, you know. Like, <laughs> but someone figured out that he, antibiotic is reacting <laughs> because they created an environment <laughs> in school for guys to experiment and try new things, you know. Yeah. Like, like over here, if it's film, if it's graphic design, you've seen people do logos in a certain way. We've always seen people do films in a certain way. Why not take this time in school, away from the pressures of life and clients and bills, to reimagine a new way that these things can be done? And for some people, you can see their style is a little different from what you expect to find out there. And this can be a space for you to showcase that. But some of you might also just be showcasing work that fits right into industry as it is right now. Uh, so the idea is just, I want people to see you and see what you do and see, and see the actual gift you have so that they can decide, yeah, let's take this guy. The dream is, let this be a, the kind of event where um, um, talent will come 
you know, because I get inspired when I look abroad and there's, web, you know, there's schools like RISD, Rhode Island School of Art and Design. Mm. Um, there's art, I don't know if it's called Art Station or Art, I've forgotten the place. Savannah, also School of Art and Design. Mm -hmm. When those guys have, they call them degree shows, huge exhibitions where all the final, like when they have those kind of exhibitions, the best of the best come to poach their talent. You'll find, like even where I went to university in UK, when they would have a degree show, you'd find guys like Land Rover coming, Ferrari, all these big companies, Jaguar. Now, okay, the annoying thing was they were coming to see guys for automotive design. You know? <laughs> so they're coming to the art and design department, but they're just going downstairs to see automotive design. So sometimes I'll go there and they're like, oh yeah, you like this. But then you can also come upstairs we're on third floor, we've done some interesting things. You know? come and see us. Yeah, so in our room of art, like illustration design, me, I'm just seeing friends and parents. I'm not seeing Land Rover, I'm not seeing friends. I'm like, bro, just come. Like, we also are good. I know we won't draw for your car, but I also do for you something nice. You know, and that's when it hit me. Mm. I failed to take advantage of that opportunity. Mm. Like, I was so busy. Uh, last minute trying to finish things so that the work is there and I'm happy with my work was there part of the show it was good but I could have called guys like you know when you guys are young there's a certain boldness and you know they, they say young and bold yes. like youth comes with a certain audacity mm. to um, just ask you know that after some time you can lose it so take advantage of that youthful audacity so you can invite the president he might, he might come or maybe you've seen your ideal client is the MD of Safaricom. And you have this thing which you're just like, if just, if this guy just sees this thing. Maybe that's your ideal client. Mm. Be audacious and ask them to come. Or the head of some NGO, like British Council or HIVOS. Mm. Maybe whatever you have can connect to those people. So I never really had time to invite any of the people who I feel would be super ideal clients to come to that show. But my friends came and I was happy with the work. That was the most important thing. Mm. And also you're just trying to pass. So at the very least, at least also you make sure you pass. Yeah, so, the, so I think always take the opportunity to showcase your work. Always have that audacity to just invite guys, come, see it. If they don't like it, you've not lost anything. Because even before you didn't have them, now after you don't have them, but someone, somewhere, if you've done your work well, and the good thing you have also lecturers around who can give you the real, like, like may I tell the student, like if I think your work is an A, it's an A. If it's not, I also will tell you, because I want you to get it to the point where it's, it's very, very good. And if I'm telling it's good, then there's a good chance that someone out there will also feel it's good, yeah. So I just, I just feel there's so much talent in this world. Like, it's insane. It's insane. So the more ways you can create for people to see what you guys are up to and see what you're capable of, it'll just start happening naturally. In fact, now it'll become too much. Now it'll become like too many people are coming for the talents here. So we also now need to figure out another way to make sure it's the right type of people. It's not guys trying to take advantage of you. That will be our problem now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but for you guys, your problem is, let me do my best work. Let me grow. Let me make creative connections with people around me. Let me get my work to as best as it can be. It doesn't have to just be yours. It could be stuff you're doing together. Then once that's ready, showcase it. Showcase it, you know. Put the stuff out there. You just never know who 
Google, yeah. Connect to it. 